They can email you? No. Email you, Estevez? (laughs) This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. is Maximum Overdrive. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, Justin Waddell. Justin, how? I'm a little, I'm a little under the weather. Yeah. Weather rises, so of course we're all under it. You got no uh, sympathy? Yeah, you know, everybody's sick. Got a little bit of a cold. Well. If I zoom in. Yeah. Well, it just shows your work ethic. You're willing to drop... You know, drop in, even though you're not feeling that well. Yeah, I apologize if uh, I start to uh, sniff and cough and snort. Okay. Speaking of sniffing, Stephen King was doing a lot of that. Yes. So if you guys don't know what the movie Microscope is, it's a show where we zoom in. We uh, we take a film and uh, and 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 start an egg timer and and just w- start to rip pieces of it off until there's just nothing there but that exposed raw bone and that's what we talk about Mm -hmm. that's what we stick to we don't focus on the big moments we focus on the little ones that make or break so if we're talking about love and basketball we wouldn't be talking about the scene where he finds a hieroglyph on her inner thigh we're talking about the the smaller moments (laughs) today we're going to talk about a big one huge (laughs) huge movie Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive yeah, and in, in, in this case, it means uh, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive means a little bit more than it would normally, that name up front of the title, before the title. Why is that? Because he directed this thing. He did. One of his best directorial efforts. <laughs> uh, he got in, this is his first, and he got out. Yeah. Yeah, he had a tough time on this shoot. He I hates think. it. He should hate it, maybe. <laughs> let's let, Well, let's not reveal. A lot of things went... Um, awesome. Strange on this shoot. Yeah, the director of photography uh, lost an eye. Yeah, was blinded during. Yeah, this he was by a machine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing because that sucks to be blinded, but it, life imitates art a little bit. Yeah, it was a wayward special effect, but it's still anyway. And uh, Stephen King famously uh, drugged out of his mind during the shoot. Apparently, yeah. high on cocaine and other, and other other drugs. Sure. Um, proud of him. So, what do you remember about this one? You, you, were you excited for it? Of course, I was. Yeah. Saw it in the theater. Bought the soundtrack. Did you like it when you saw it in the theater? 
Of course I did. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw it later. I, I liked it. it, except except I developed a very deep hate. For this movie? No. For what? For one of the performers in this movie. Deep hate. I mean, well, let me think. Who? The kid? Nope. It can't be Laura Herring. Nope. Harrington. Uh, Pat Hingle? No fucking way. Emilio? Nope. Okay. Yearly. Yes. Of course, Yearly. Why did I say Yearly first? Yearly Smith. Yeah. Well, I mean, why? The voice. Yeah, but she's a famous. Uh, she's. Uh, she wasn't at the time. Right. This is this is before The Simpsons. But. Yeah. That voice. I mean, I, I know she was meant to be annoying in this. Lisa Simpson. M- mission accomplished. Uh, but she got a long time gig. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, no, this is a huge one. They killed it with this movie. Killed what? <laughs> All right, let's let's start discussing maximum overdrive. Start doing the work. Let's start. Let's start digging in. Uh, it's about. So the premise is this: the infamous Rhea Re- M. Comet <laughs> passes the Earth. Right, and, and, the, in, its, and in its trail, uh, a bizarre, hazy. Uh, conglomerate of shit that causes the Earth's machines to disrupt and and turn against man mankind. Exactly. So there's a there's a movie there's a movie called Night of the Comet where the a comet passes by Earth and and um, uh, I guess uh, destroys everybody. Like everybody that's outside looking at the comet gets vaporized, and then some people that are kind of they get half vaporized, they're turned into zombies. Oh yeah. And then some people are okay. Um, and then there's this movie where a comet, Earth is caught in the comet's tail for a while, mm-hmm. and the machines come to life. I think this is the second of those two. I, li- I like Night of the Comet quite a bit. And then there's Year of the Comet with Tim Daly, which is also a lot like that. I don't remember Year of the Comet. <laughs> Zoom in. Um, yeah, it's Stephen King. It's based on a tiny story of his, um, fleshed called, out into feature length. Called Trucks. Called Trucks. Uh, and lucky us... Uh, he fleshed it out. So I will say this about this movie before we really get into it. Is as, as odd as this movie is and as maybe not so well remembered, it's not a beloved movie. It did create a kind of memorable villain. The Green Goblin truck. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of... La- they later used that in the Spider-Man films. The character. They did. But I, I think, you know, the, obviously... That, you know, we watched that trailer that Stephen King. There's a famous trailer that he did before this movie came out, where he's cross-eyed. He's cross-eyed, but he's talking to the camera and being very ominous and talking about how he's going to scare everybody. Brown wall. Oh, already. Yeah. Um, hi, brown wall. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but then behind him is that truck. So they knew already that that was the centerpiece of this film. Yeah. Was uh, was now? Do you think? I think visually that is a it's a great villain. But how do you think the movie doesn't really spend a lot of time with it? No, but it's sort of it is sort of the uh, the leader of the villains. Yeah, the leader of the machines. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot more time with the human characters in this than you do the machines, though. Not enough, as far as I'm concerned. Inexplicably. All right, so let's. Yeah, I mean it's great. <laughs> it's one of the best. <laughs> I mean, are you gonna argue? I will um, not. 
Yeah, so first of all, the movie sets a, a great precedent with its soundtrack. ACDC was coerced into recording a specific score for this. They did. A new song, a couple of new songs. I think but one Well, big the big one. one was Who Made Who, but a couple of instrumentals that kind of became part of their okay. routine. Stephen King's a huge fan. Uh, figured ACDC, yeah. they knew that if they're, if they're going to lend themselves to a soundtrack, it's going to be for the best. The the album uh, was tied to this yeah. movie at first, and then not. Then they took the branding off of it for yeah. later releases. But I had that audio cassette. <clears throat> oh, so good. Was it the Maximum Overdrive edition? Just said who made who. Um, but let me carry a little side zoom. Yeah. Do you think this is the most overdrive ever in a movie? It's up there. Do you think so? Yeah. Because I heard that Stephen King. That's one of the things he was a, kind of a tyr- tyrannical director. Yeah, I often heard saying, uh, screaming at the cast, "More o- overdrive! We need more overdrive in the shot." Yeah, the maximum amount. Of- I'm I'm aware. We need max. Yep. Yeah, I think they pulled it off. You think they got the most they could? Yeah, and, and, and I, don't, I didn't remember that Laura says that term in the film. She, she does. She says the title. Yeah, but so that's what I was saying. That I, I remember after I saw. I saw this uh, with a friend of mine, like a sleepover, and after it was over, he was like, I just thought there would be more overdrive in that movie. Yeah. It's a misleading title. Hey, Then he zipped you both up in the sleeping bag. <laughs> so let's talk about the cast. You mentioned Laura, but let's start from the let's start with the best. Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> he is definitely... Yo I had, mama! I had forgotten that he was in this. I, in fact, maybe never knew. I bet you he's forgotten he's in this. So... <clears throat> I, that's the best thing about this movie is all the guys who who were in this that you can't believe are in this that were nobody's then that are yeah Leon Frank, Rippey Leon Rippey you got freaking Frankie Faison Frankie Faison I couldn't I did not remember that he was in it yep um, but Giancarlo Esposito the Green Goblin trucks in this <laughs> plays a person that was uh, in in the in the main area of the of the um, gas the main, station the gas station the main setting the gas station slash restaurant yeah truck stop uh, is in the video game room and gets killed uh, at the beginning King Carlo mm-hmm. yeah gets so, killed by Star Castle great game one of my favorite games uh, so you got Emilio Estevez is the hero which they call him hero in this quite a few times uh, Laura Harrington who I don't remember very much but she's she had a sex change and she, then she was in Game of Thrones kidding uh, Pat Hingle oh my god Pat Where? Hingle dead I know, but who's your which what performance do you love him from? What's his most memorable? The Grifters. Is he in the Grifters? Yeah, he's in Batman, right? Yeah, but he's better in the Grifters. Uh, That's where I referenced the Grifters in a very recent episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he hits her. He hits Angelica Houston with a bag of uh, oranges. Okay, I'm a huge fan of that. You got John Short in this. Who? John Short. Who? Plays Yeardley Smith. Oh, that guy sucks. He looks plays, like he looks like Dana Carvey. Plays her newly, plays her husband. They play a couple in this. So yeah, there's a bunch of little characters popping up. They all convene. Oh, and uh, the kid. Yeah, the kid is uh, Holter Graham. Holter Holter Graham. Holter. By the way, can mm-hmm. I zoom in? Yeah, he reads a lot of Stephen King's audiobooks. Does he? Yes, he does. Just listen to him do a performance on the. Uh, on the uh, Bizarre of Bad Dreams audiobook. Okay, yeah. uh, he's pretty good. He's fine. What do you think of that name, Holter? It's fine. Isn't that the name of the guy in Mindhunter? 
Is it something like that? I don't ever hear. I don't think I've ever heard that name before. You, you think they call him Holtz for short? Probably. Because you know, do you think Holt McElhaney's first name's Holter? <laughs> I mean, for, I'm, thanks for playing. I'm about to zoom in. Yep. <laughs> they rip me. All right, let's get back. Let's get back into this thing. Knee so, deep into the gristle. So the the plot of the movies is the plot of the movie is the the machines gone haywire. They hate humans. Yeah. And then they start to attack. And yep. so, how does the movie kick off after the credits? After the, the they're on a bridge, on yeah. a drawbridge, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. And what happens? A bunch of watermelons get ruined. Exactly. Yeah. The king was off. You didn't hear about this? No. I often heard s- screaming. Yeah, at a cast. More watermelons. <laughs> more overdrive. More watermelons. Yeah. There are a lot of watermelons in that. Yeah, watermelons. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, why, that's why people listen to this show. They're, so they're, the cars start to... The, I wouldn't comment either. <laughs> I know. The bridge, the bridge uh, starts to, uh, to draw. All by itself. I think they say to draw, right? Yeah, well, these guys draw. are playing Uno, right? So there, there is a draw element. The guy's in charge of making sure the bridge doesn't draw. Yeah. They it draws it draws yeah. and so the cars start to uh, careen into each other. There's a watermelon truck and an ACDC van. Yep. Well, it's yeah, it's got an van with the ACDC on it. And I think you get a little bit of a preview of the gore coming up because people are flying through windshields. Yeah, it's like a little American Werewolf car mm-hmm. crash. People okay. flying through windows. People mm-hmm. falling awkwardly into the water. Right. A truck losing its legs and then going into the water. And then uh, remember, there's a scene right. There's a guy right. In the middle, maybe the watermelon truck guy. I can't remember who it is. Maybe not. But there, he's right in the middle of the, the where the bridge parts. Yeah. And he it starts to go up, and he he, he has op- an opportunity to leave. Opens his door, looks down, and then gets back in. Yeah. Tries jump to, out, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He tries to jump, and then he falls in the water. You th- you should just jump out. Yeah. I would have. I mean, it's, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty fun scene, though. Yeah, that's fun. And and I think a lot of the money went into that scene. It seems like. Money's everywhere in this film. You think so? Yeah, Amelia got paid like twenty million dollars to do this. This is after. This is a pre uh, Repo Man, post wait no post Repo Man, pre Stakeout. Emilio Estevez. Yeah, yeah. White T shirt. What about Breakfast Club? I'm not sure where that falls in. I think Breakfast Club is eighty five. When is this? Eighty six. This is always maybe Breakfast Club. But Breakfast Club probably before this. Yeah. So uh, I can't remember one. You got who made who playing? You got you get to hear that new ACDC song right there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You get to see one of Stephen King's trademarks, which is hilarious podunk New England types, or in this case, Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. See, th- this is this is a good example of somebody from the North coming up with what they think Southern people are like. Yeah. So there are some super stereotypes here, and they're hilarious. And he he's got some goofy ass goofy fuckers in this movie, right? Yeah, and those two guys that work the drawbridge are super goofy fucks. They are hilarious. He later has a uh, like a Bible salesman. Yeah, that he, that he very Christopher Murney. They really yeah. hate. I don't. That's his name. Yeah. Who? What's is he famous from? Something He's been else? in a couple other movies. I just remember in Fangoria, he was like one of the people they they interviewed and from the for this movie. Yeah, yeah. You remember when Fangoria was covering this? No. I was all over. I'm sure they had a the, the cover of the I bet yeah. it was the truck. Oh right? yeah. The Happy Toys truck. Yeah. Yeah. They were all over this movie. Mm, they should have They knew it was gonna be great. This movie a hit? No. Couldn't have been, right? No. Did he scare cause Stephen King in the in the, the trailer for the movie said, I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. He did, did you not. think he did? He did not. I don't think there are any scares in this movie. The yeah. only thing that could be remotely considered a scare is when Christopher Murney is in the ditch. And he jumps and up. And he grabs a guy. Grabs a kid. Or perhaps 
the scene where the waitress gets knifed by the electric. That was gross. That yeah. is gross. It's sad. By the electric knife. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, they're in a truck stop. Emilio's a, he's a cook. He, everybody that works at this truck stop... Um, it's kind of a, a felon. Like they, 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 they all have criminal past. A percentage of them do. And uh, Pat Hingle is is in charge of the trucks up, and he and he and he rules with an iron fist. Kind of a precursor to Bud Court's character in Heat. I mean, I think it's been said. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if you, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Dennis yeah. Haysbert is a, is, a, is a complete analogy to Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. Pat Hingle, complete analogy to Bud Court. Sure. Michael Mann has gone on the record. Yeah. Saying that uh, he's, he doesn't steal often, but when he does, he steals from the best. He actually pressed it to record and released it as vinyl. <laughs> um, special edition. Uh, so Emilio is cooking, um, and he looks like he is, he's like your cliched, like, has a dark past, uh, kind of hitting below his, his weight a little bit. You know, tight white tee. Spiky hair, kind of has like a fifties look. He's got it, this bizarre look on his face throughout the movie, like he cannot believe he's starring in a film. <laughs> but he, it does have like a this whole movie has like a fifties feel to it. I mean, it's set like in a truck stop. Everybody's kind of hat. They, they, the waitresses are dressed. Yeah, and Stephen uh, King obviously says the his golden years. His golden years. I mean, it was King in his? He had been in his thirties when he made this, right? Yeah. It's funny that you, you think he's been humble. You think he was humbled by this experience? I think so. Yeah, it's it's obviously hurt his career. Well, the the hu- his hu- he was like it was top. It was hubris, like huge hubris in this, and I don't think he's had that since. I mean, I, I'm sure he. And then he got hit by a car later. Same day, out of revenge. <laughs> same day that this came out. Same day. Yeah, June like 19th or whatever it was. Yeah. What do you mean same day? The oh. day he got hit by the car was the exact same day as either the, the day the comet passed or the day this movie was released. I forget which. It was like an anniversary of it or something? Yeah, it was not. It was I mean, just, he got hit like 30 years later. It was a coincidence, but yeah, it was the okay. same exact same, date. Same yeah. date. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he said he studied a lot of Hubris' work when he was doing this. Like, he loved, even though he didn't like The Shining, he liked his filmmaking. So he studied Hubert. <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, and, and Pat Hingle delivers one of my favorite lines. Stephen King always kills it with the little cute little lines. He does. There's some good little lines yeah. in this. And yeah. his books especially. But yeah. um, the best is when he does something that's either a twist on a vulgarity or it's supposed to be a vulgarity but isn't vulgar at all. Mm-hmm. And Pat Hingle unloads a corker in this one. Well, let me set it up for you. Okay. So Emilio's cooking, and it's, you know, they, they got the regulars there. They got truckers in there. Yeah. Um, and he's got a lot of stuff on on the grill. And Pat Hengel comes in and says, "I need to see you. I need to see you, boy." Yeah. And uh, Amelia goes, "I got eggs on." And then and then and Pat Hengel says, "I don't give a ladybug." Yep. And it's just so cute, <laughs> so cute. Bug. And so he has to go in, and he what does he do? The food gets raw. It, well, he gets fucked up. That's when the so. But what happens is, that's my favorite thing to say. He goes into this <laughs> meeting with his boss. His boss says, "Look." You work nine hours, but you're only going to be clocking in for eight. Which is exactly what Bud Court does to Dennis Haysburton Heat. Is that worth it? Oh, yeah. Takes advantage of his cons. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and Amelia is like, he, he's got no way out because he has a checkered past. He's been arrested. He's been yeah. in prison. Yep. And so he's, he's over the barrel. The funny thing is, is he's getting docked one hour of pay. He's pissed, though. I would be pissed. Do you know... 
I don't think so. I mean, anyway, we're, talk, we're talking like four. As he's as he's getting uh, uh, railroaded by his boss out in the restaurant proper, the kitchen area, the waitress um, is trying to uh, cover the grill. Yeah. How's she do? She's doing fine. The food looks like shit. Looks messed up, and then yeah. she gets attacked by. That's how you know things are bad. Uh, she gets attacked by an electric knife that I don't know if it's plugged in. It just starts to attack her, yeah. and um, it cuts her arm, and then starts to, start to cut into her little shoe, her little yeah. white shoe. Yeah, and then Emilio kicks its ass. Emilio actually hammers it to death, but it still tries. To, it struggles to cut. Yeah. Uh, um, but he still get he gets it. He gets the one up. It's, it, it's funny though because the film establishes that some machines will not be fucked with by the uh, comet. So they're in the rest stop. Not uh-huh. everything is evil to them. The I lights, know. the fans. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't go nuts. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, and most of the cars that are owned by people that they're driving don't go nuts. I want. I don't do the. I don't think it was that well thought out. The mythology behind the comet affecting vehicles. Do you, you mind if I zoom in? Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> so they have a shot. It's not an airtight film. As this ha- as this is happening, there is a all this mayhem in the restaurant. They start. You know, this knife went nuts. Mm-hmm. Cut, cut a, a, a waitress. Cut a That's waitress. the name of the chapter stop on the DVD. They they uh, cut over to a baseball game. Amazing. And that's where you meet another character. Yeah, Holter Graham. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also other things that happen, like uh, at some of the trucks up, they're fueling up a truck. He gets gas in his face. Yeah, that's a fun. Stephen King at the very beginning gets cursed out by an ATM. Yeah, he Stephen King has a, much like Hitchcock, has a cameo in this, but he actually gave himself a speaking part. Yeah. And he said, the machine's calling me an asshole. Yep. Like an ATM machine. Uh, and the movie starts off with the fuck you. Uh, and the marquee, right? Yep. The bank. I love that. Yeah, it's great. It's cute. It's funny. It's, it's also a note to the audience. And it's the aliens that have inhabited these machines already know the language. And they already know how to criticize. Mm-hmm. And they already hate humans. Yeah. And it's just real quick. Yeah. Um, so they cut over to the base, this baseball game. And this is kind of a famous scene from this film because there's some... Truly uh, unsettling things that happen here. Sort of. For me, it was a bad thing. Uh, it establishes a precedent of violence by vending machines that right. continued into the real world during Ted <laughs> Levine's campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Stephen King also brings up a. Uh, there's also a vending machine death in Tommyknockers. And there's also a vending machine death in The Mangler. Is there? I mean, if you consider a laundry machine a vending machine. I do. Okay. There's a Tommyknocker vending machine down? So, yeah, this, I think there's like a reporter that there's a vending machine that gets, um, uh, it's a, it's just traveling at high speeds, I don't know how, on the road, and it just crashes into a, uh, I remember into that. Into a character. I, I did a presentation on it in school. <laughs> I did on that scene, and I had an action figure and a Coke can. Are you kidding? Nope. Did you pass? Of course. Uh, so anyway, so they're in a baseball game, and the coach gets goes to, he very sweetly goes to get sodas for his um, team, and the vending machine is not working. He he bends down uh, to look to see what's wrong, as you do. Like why why isn't the pop dispensing? And he gets um I don't know how he gets can killed. Well, he gets killed, but he also the first word. What happens? He gets first. The, he gets the, racked. 
he gets racked, the, a soda can shoots out into his balls yeah, twice. And the kids think it's funny at first. And then he gets one in the head, and it's it's he's, the death blow. Yeah, he's murdered. And then the kids start getting attacked by cans. They do. And so they start to try to tear away. The kids start to run away on their bikes, and what happens is the kid falls over, and a steamroller <laughs> runs over him. <laughs> and uh And I always was very disturbed by that scene. I got hard watching it. You like that scene? I love it. I couldn't believe a kid was getting killed. When I was a kid, I was like, what? Yeah. Did he get, did he survive that? Does not. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, so uh, this movie, in order to get an R rating, I guess, mm-hmm. had to uh, shred some of the gore. Had to, had to, uh, like, much like if you're in a, well, like a balloon, you start throwing things over. Yeah. You go higher. Mm-hmm. For this to, to get higher, to get more money, they had to throw gore over the sides. And yeah. so some of the stuff here went out of the window here. I guess the, the baseball coach's death mm-hmm. was a lot gorier with a head wound. On F- in Fangoria, it sure was. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, they show it here, but they don't show it happening. Yeah. And then the kid uh, getting steamrolled over, there was a lot. There's a couple more seconds of that. Uh, that explosion blood. Yeah. Yeah, ex- yeah there's blood. And so, <coughs> excuse me. I guess we have to wait for the criterion. They they, they they did release a Blu-ray, but I guess they've never um, gone to Stephen King and said, hey, you want to work on a special edition of this bad boy with us? Yeah. Because like, I don't think he uh, has time. At least it's like two books a year. He he has time. I mean, he, he might have to pause the Rock Bottom Remainders tour, but I think he doesn't want to make the time because he hates this movie. He does hate it. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I think time has been kind of fun to this movie. There's some kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun little treat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange. It's a strange film. Um, you know, for for someone that has just directed one film, it doesn't necessarily show that it is directed by an amateur. I think that there's some fun stuff in it. There's a scene when uh, those characters are coming back from outside and like you know they're running away from a truck or something, and then pat hangle comes out with a bazooka and shoots it over their heads like it's like there's some fun little like yeah comic beats in this that are that are neat but and the gore is that you know is it's not scary but the gore there's some gore in this that's yeah it's unsettling it, it's matter of fact how the gore happens to yeah. us it's just out there in front of you it's not stylized it's just gore um and then you know one, i think one thing that they don't necessarily do i think that they could have done a little bit better ken could have done a little better is kind of um, infuse the villains with a little bit more personality, maybe. Like he doesn't give, like the the I call it the the Green Goblin face truck. They called the Joker truck before, probably. Um, he should have got a little bit more of a personality. The 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 mask or the face is doing most of the work. Well, that. most of the work is actually done by the the, the little machine gun turret yeah. creature and the and the Morse code thing. Yeah, but I'm un, not unlike the Mist, mm-hmm. sort of. You have the people barricaded in their little place, and there's infighting amongst them. Right. And then the outside forces don't have a personality. So it's it is. A, it's a siege movie for sure. Yeah. 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 Or you can right. say it's like The Mist, and just let me have uh, it. And, you know, and they're mean, both the the things in common too is that these are mean movies. Yeah. They they feel mean. Yeah. They're not nice to the the to the to the nice characters or the yeah. or the bad guys. Yeah. If you're bad in this movie, you're dead. But. If you're nice in this movie, it doesn't mean you're going to live necessarily. For example, the waitress? Oh, yeah. Well, the waitress deserves it. <laughs> She's annoying. She keeps yelling at the machines. What is her big line? We made you. We made you. She keeps mad. She's, like, going nuts from it. Like, yeah. we made you. Like, she's really getting into it. 
thankfully when she gets machine gunned to death it's like at least you won't be hearing that that yeah. line anymore um i got a little bit of a zoom in okay Stephen king you know we talked about his hubris in this his idea to cast uh, he wanted someone different to play the play the lead oh really yeah in this not emilio oh and in fact they said Dino De Laurentiis accused Stephen King of directing this movie without interest once his uh, dream lead was not okayed by Dino De Laurentiis, the producer of this film. Okay. Stephen King wanted Bruce Springsteen to play Billy, the ex-con cook. I could see that. You can see Bruce doing this? Yeah. Uh, Bruce, I guess, in a way, maybe Stephen King thought well, I never directed before, and Bruce has never, you know, led a uh, a truck-themed horror film before. Yeah. Or even acted. Yeah. Other outside of his videos, um, yeah. maybe he thought maybe we go into this shoulder-to-shoulder, kind of into this new horizon, this new frontier yep. together. How did that work? It didn't. It would have been a different film. <clears throat> Do you mind if I? There's an interesting kind of flip side to that, though. Mm-hmm. Because Capitol Records approached Emilio Estevez about doing Darkness on the Side of Town. <laughs> did, you, did you know also that um, Tim King wanted to cast an entire E Street band? Really? And this as the patrons of the truck stop. That'd be cr- pretty, pretty great. And uh, Dino De Laurentiis said no to Bruce Springsteen, but he's like, yeah, bring the E Street band. Yeah, bring band, the E Street band. I know yeah. who those guys are. Yeah, I mean, Clarence Clemens? Get fucking Little Steven in there? Um. <clears throat> anyway, so I was I was digging around on this rumor. Yeah. And Bruce Springsteen actually was into he wanted to be in it, but De, De Laurentiis was like, "No." And he actually apparently recorded some some songs, movie specific songs for this. Okay. Which I got some of the lyrics for if you want me to. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. I don't think they've ever been recorded, but I mean, at least released. Yeah. All right. So just imagine this is Bruce Springsteen. <clears throat> uh, sitting here watching the TV screen, wife in the kitchen cooking for me. Nice. There's a distance between us, hard as the truth. Then the blender skates in, mil- mixing milk and eggs with a human tooth. <laughs> Known for his rhymes. The blender on skates, boy, I can't believe. A blender on roller skates. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now I don't know if he's ever did he ever record did you ever hear I watched a spring screen on Broadway right he doesn't mention it and then after the holy shit or the oh shit he has in brackets Clarence Clemens sax solo <laughs> fucking A um, <clears throat> maybe I'll I got another one I'll, I'll do that a little bit later okay I'll, I'll do two in a row was there but the thing is that what's odd in this is that I didn't was there a blender death there could have been let me say this is when the the boy who has the ba- there's a so the baseball game there's a one of the main characters in this is a is a young man young boy young man in Holter he we talked about he is BMX biking his way from the mayhem mm-hmm. and going back through the town and you see all these uh, people have been killed by machines mm-hmm. you see people who have been um, uh, run over by lawnmowers absolutely uh, people on the porches that I guess have been strangled by Walkman yeah somebody got burned by a Walkman. Um, well, that's what I was going to ask you. I was confused. It looked like some of the people had been strangled by their headphones. Okay, do did the machines have uh, control over? 
I don't. I their don't peripherals. Get, I don't get that. But do you know what I'm saying though? Didn't I it think look it like just that? burnt their brains from. You think that's what happened? Yeah. Okay. Because I, because there's there's a scene, a couple of scenes later on, or where the trucks need help getting gassed up. Yeah. You think that they'd be if they could control the the wires, they could maybe fuel themselves. themselves. Yeah. But I guess that's yeah. I think that's what you said. It's not thought through. Yeah. It's funny because you see in, in a lot of Stephen King short stories, you see the seeds for things that actually work their way into actual stories later mm-hmm. on. There's like uh, there's Jerusalem's Lot, which is tied to Salem's Lot. There's this, which if you think about Cell, mm-hmm. the oh. Cell is sort of like a further developed concept here. Right. So, yeah. Trucks, I, th- I don't remember how many pages it was, but it wasn't much. Mm-hmm. So, same thing if you think about Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn is barely a... A, a wisp of a story in the on night in night shift, and they turned that into an abysmal series of films. That that Trail of the Cord movie is very very bad. Yeah, the first one. Plus, it's got a, a strikingly bad lead performance by by some guy, Peter Horton. Is Horton the star? Yeah, and Lyndall Hamilton. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking of maybe the sequel. Then I forgot Hort- if Horton's the star. Then yeah, oh, well, Lyndall Hamilton's solid. They're both capable of shit. I don't. I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking of the sequel then. But it also features Courtney Gaines killing it. A blender on skates. I can't believe. Something like that. It makes me rethink if a wonder of, of, of a percentage of the songs that he ended up releasing were things that he modified from the Maximum Overdrive. That's what sessions. I'm thinking. Like, yeah. Um, and even what I, when I read those lyrics, I was like, I could have done with a blender with a human tooth in it. Fuck yeah. Rattling around. Was eight years old. Running with... Skateboard made of flame. Skateboard made of flesh? <laughs> flame. Flame. Flesh would be all right. Um, here's the thing. Was he eight? Uh, Bruce Springsteen clashed with King. He thought it would be great if one machine was his, like, buddy. And he had, like, he had an idea that he would have an electric toothbrush in his pocket the whole time. That would be his... Uh, his partner in crime in this. Every other machine would be Except insane. And how does the toothbrush help? But the toothbrush is good. Obviously, there's a tooth that needs brushing in, in the, the blender. blender. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what. Yeah, it's obsessed with teeth. Yeah, for Springsteen. Yeah. Does he have good choppers? I don't know. That's a that's a something we can ask the readers. That, that's how we get people commenting. It, guys, if you could comment, does Bruce Springsteen have a good set of teeth on him? Does he have nice teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Does he white? Do you think he whitens them? No, that's not what that's not what a steel worker would do. So that's not what he would do. <laughs> Great lyricist, Bruce Springsteen, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's talk about um, uh, the psycho music that plays when someone gets killed. Oh, it's it's great. It happens twice. It happens more than twice. I think it just happens twice. No, it happens more than twice. I'm pretty sure. It's it happens a lot. Whenever it's a, when the machines start going bad, I think they figured. And maybe is that ACDC? No, I, I doubt. They figure it's not that scary when people get really killed in this. So they put in some um, rock and roll type. Ee, 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 yeah. Uh, to let you know that someone's gonna get uh, machine killed. Yeah. Right. It's pretty great. It's not great. I didn't like it. I love it. Because <laughs> I need to be told how to feel. I decidedly didn't like it, but maybe I do. Maybe on second thought, I, I think it's cute. I don't know. It is kind of cute. Um, Not cute, Yardley Smith's banter with her new husband. No. But 
we don't need to talk about that couple. They're newlyweds. They're on the run. They they get to the truck stop. A lot of people, the movie spends a lot of time kind of gathering. There's a lot of people in the truck stop, and then there's a couple of the main characters that arrive to the truck stop after the Earth starts going uh, haywire. Like the kid? The kid, the couple. That's it, I guess. <laughs> How's his dad do? His dad dies. His kid, the kid that comes to the truck stop, that's where his dad works. Yeah, and his dad gets is the one who gets the gas in his eyes. He gets blinded. And then he gets smashed. And he gets smashed, yeah. yeah. You talk about the film being mean, that's a good example. Yeah, the dad was kind of a, a nice guy. Now, the kid was riding a BMX bike in this. Mm-hmm. Not a machine. Let me ask you this. How much did you love BMX bikes when you were... I was... Not a fan. Obsessed. You didn't... Nope. Why? You didn't have a bike? I had bikes, but I wasn't a BMX bike guy. No, I always thought... I thought I would be doing some tricks on those and... I just I just like the little bike pads that you put around. I was cooler. I had a DMX bike. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. cooler. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah he's really getting the use out of that bike. And yeah, it saves a, his asshole. <clears throat> it does. And there's also a, um, a villainous ice cream truck in this yep. playing King of the Road. Yep. That is kind of looking for him, at least. Which is, if you think about the, the name of that song, it's sort of double meaning there. Seeing King of the Road? Yeah. Nice. I didn't think of that. I bet King did, though. You know he did. Yeah. After a hearty line of coke. <laughs> um, you can't tell that he was high during this, though. <laughs> Must have been also high writing the script. So they're in the bathroom, and there's a. Uh, Emilio goes in the bathroom, and he starts interrogating uh, one of the workers at the truck stop, who's. They keep cutting to, and every time he. It's about to talk, he farts. Oh my God! Do you know? Remember this? Yeah, in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. he blows out three farts before each sentence that he gets to say. (laughs) I wonder. I bet that's put. That was put in um, post, and I bet that actor was not thrilled. (laughs) If you look at that actor, I think that's the least of his concerns. Well, he's overweight, but I mean, you don't have to put farts in before everything he says, do you? (laughs) Yes, you do. Um, And so then, anyway, Emilio's taking a a huge piss into a urinal. (laughs) And above the urinal, it had a cute little handwritten sign that I wrote down. Did you? I'm sure I saw it. Um, it said, "We don't piss. We don't piss in your ashtrays. N- no butts in the urinals." Nice. So I think it has a double meaning. Okay. No cigarette butts in the urinals, but also don't shit in the urinals. Don't shit in the urinals. Yeah. yeah. How convincing is the love that starts between Emilio Estevez and Laura? So Laura, oh, she's also one of the come that comes. She's a drifter that shows up at Chris Murney, a Bible salesman, mm-hmm. who is all is hitting on her. She's, uh, yeah, she's a hitchhiker. She uh, is fending off the advances of this Bible salesman. Yeah, but then immediately falls in love with uh, Emilio's hero, mm-hmm. as she calls him hero in this, and they sleep together twice at least. At least, and how? It's not a hotel. Yeah, it is a it is a truck stop with a you know kitchen uh-huh. has a an arsenal in the basement arsenal yeah. in the basement and apparently it's got some rooms for people to hook up in. Yeah, yeah. I looked this movie up. Can I, looked, I tell you one of the things that bothered me about the movie is right. I don't think these people are bathing. Oh, that's for sure. There's no. Sh- I didn't. Yeah. Then yeah. Exactly. There is a shower room because they use the uh-huh. they call, they use the duct to get out, but. I don't think they're showering. That's some smelly shit going on in that Emilio room. So she's hot for him because he's, she says immediately, like her first line to him basically is, you're cute. 
she's already got her sights on. Yeah. Um, does she have a, a seeing problem? I don't know if they has addressed that in this movie. Does she have trouble? Does she need glasses? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, they sleep together, and there's a shot. There, there's a shot of them after all this horrible stuff goes down. Like people are dead. Um, they're having fun in bed, and they show their feet, and they're entwined. Yeah. And I looked it up on WikiFeet, and they actually gave him a retroactive Hot Heels award for this. I didn't know they give those out still. Yeah, so they, yeah, he's he's in there. If you click on Hot Heels, Emilio is a uh, 1986's winner of that. Yeah, and, and then, then they got a shared and twined feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Pierce got one for Dante's Peak, I think. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Can you say? Let's put it on pause. Let's 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 try to verify that. Yeah. All right, we're back. I, I, the, the, Did you verify it? Have you seen the director's cut of Maximum Overdrive yet? No. Yeah, there's a scene, like the scene when they're in bed. Mm-hmm. It's like a direct cut after the guy gets killed, the, the father of the kid gets smashed. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, he, they're in bed, he goes, that was pretty horrific and I eat my penis. <laughs> uh, they are hot and heavy. They do it a lot. So there is some awful stuff happening and the world's going upside down. I guess in that case, it makes sense. It's sort of yeah. The world's I mean, ending. Get jump into bed with Laura it's Harrington. Like in the stand, you know. Yeah, you know. Laura Sinji Como and <laughs> they are not standing. That's the thing. Okay. It's not as like not like in the stand. Okay. It's like in the lay. Okay. Down. Thank you. In a truck stop, makeshift bed. Yeah, they get scrumped. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the stand, they uh, the car crashes into the gas station at the beginning. So much, so much overlap in Stephen King's yeah, work. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, but he the problem is he's written so much that there has to be a little bit. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> do you want to hear more lyrics? Sure. So this is another song by Bruce. <clears throat> um. Driving in my pickup truck, girl at my side. Wind in her auburn hair. Nice. It's nice, right? Then the truck bites her with its seat. <laughs> Laugh out my own stuff. Then the truck bites her with its its seat somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> imagine the seat cushions kind of like a jaw. The that, seat the seatbelt like a lyric. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the seatbelt like dentist de- dental floss. And then the ashtray shoots out and hits me in the balls. <laughs> Clarence Clemens sax solo. <laughs> anyway, so they didn't record that. Yeah. The, I mean, maybe they would have if Bruce had been. Well, remember when I said that he would have modified one of those songs for one of his future hits? Mm-hmm. That one they just kept as is. <laughs> Wonderful song. Mm-hmm. Um, she got auburn hair though. Yeah, that's, that's, the, a, that's a big. It's mm-hmm. a big. It's a big. That's sleight of hand. I mean, he gets you all caught up in the hair, <laughs> <laughs> and then the seat starts eating. <laughs> Bites her somehow. 
Um, <clears throat> so, what did you think of? We I mentioned the arsenal in the basement. Convenient mm-hmm. that Pat Hingle's character, who is a uh, a bad boss, his name's Hot Stetler. Um, his name is no. It's not no. What is it? Oh no, it's uh, Hendershot. 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 Hot Stetler would have been good though. Hendershot's better. Hendershot's good. They everybody always calls him Hendershot. Hendershot. It's like a it's a big Western name. <clears throat> and he and he um conveniently has a he he's an arms dealer <laughs> and he has a a whole basement full of of weapons mm-hmm. so they can fight back conveniently against the against these sentient machines. Would you would you call them sentient? Sure. Let's do it. Let's 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 go on a limb here and call them sentient. Can I, I should have called Eve of Destruction sentient of a woman. Can I can I zoom in real quick with a question? Sure. What does sentient mean? I don't. It has life. It makes has thoughts. It's conscious. Zoom out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so these sentient machines, um, they never encou- they never expected this kind of resistance. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. They thought these are hapless victims, this, you know, waiting to die. But yeah. they, they actually have the means to fight back. In fact, they have bazookas that they don't use that much. They use it at least three times. They eventually use it three times, but first they use it as like a, as kind of a, oh shit moment. Pat Hingle takes down a truck. Yeah. With a bazooka. Is this, the only, is this the only movie that Pat Hingle fired a bazooka in? No. No, but it's uh, the, they cut out the scene where he hits the uh, the truck with a bag of oranges. <laughs> um, a lot of porn in this movie. A lot of porn on the, wall, on the walls. Vaginas and spreads yeah. and all sorts of shit. Lots of nakeds. And then somebody at some point, I think the the guy when he's, I think he's reading a hustler or something on the potty. Mm-hmm. The guy that farts before every sentence. Oh, brown wall. double brown wall episode. That's appropriate for maximum overdrive. And I just talked about the bathroom scene. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a... We talked about the sex scene. There's a very strange scene in that when they're cuddling and Amelia's playing with her hair. Lower hair and he... he yeah, he, licks, he drinks her sweat. He touches her forehead and then he tastes her sweat. Yeah. Oh, God. Got right in her hairline. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you think that's a peek into Emilio's, like, real moves in real life? I wouldn't be surprised. Who is it? He, Demi Moore? Is that why she left him? <laughs> I mean, I think it's... I think we can assume. Um, I was, and look, then I was I thought, just reading the trivia on IMDb mm-hmm. about one of the songs they changed. One of his best songs used to be a Maxim Overdrive song. Bruce? Yeah. Okay. Now, can you imagine if, let's say you're watching MTV, mm-hmm. uh, and you're and you're flipping through, and a video comes on? Okay. Oh, I'm a speaking spell that's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Hey, little blender, is your daddy home? <laughs> Got a tooth rattling around. Made in the USA, this truck was. <laughs> so anyway, the sex scene. Did you think it was too much? Whenever they they cut over to the window and there's a truck peeking in. <laughs> no, I don't like the part when he Curving when out. he sticks his finger down her pants and tastes that too. 
You don't like that? Yeah. Um, there's a part where Emilio and uh, uh, goes into the sewers. He tested. He has a. He's like a bunch of shoulder rope, and yeah. then they rappel down into the sewers, and yeah. then the guy to because they they hear the salesman who the we didn't say this, but the the salesman who is everybody hates about so he gets knocked into a ditch by yeah. a truck and they hear him screaming and so Emilio is like we gotta get him yeah. you know and so he takes old John Short out yeah they rope down and they they find the boy yeah they don't they, they don't even care that's the thing is the so the salesman's down there injured no he's dead Emilio says he's dead down there he does yeah well, he's still alive. Does he die? Before? He dies between when he grabs the kid and when they get there. Okay, because Emilio makes a comment. He's dead. Okay, because it seems like they just leave him there and they bring the kid. Now I would have no, got the kid, but too. you forgot about the cameo by the rat and the fact that okay, the guy asks Emilio what the piss tastes like. That's a very strange sequence. They're in a, the sewer, and they're him and Emilio and this other guy. They're they're wading through the water, and the guy says, um, "Do you imagine how much pisses?" pisses in here it doesn't say shit because there would be shit in there too imagine how people peed in this yeah and then uh, Amelia falls face first into it and guy asks him what it tastes like what does it taste like like he's trolling them yeah <clears throat> yeah that's just pure king maybe that was like you know yep guys let's let's make some magic today let's let's do it off script he's like let's let's do the cinematic equivalent of what my experience directing this is like Drinking piss. Look like he ate a powdered donut with his nose. Oh. Um, do you know if they put Amelia's tight white tea in the Smithsonian from this? or Is it in there? Yeah. It's definitely at a Planet Hollywood because I've seen it. Well, he wanted to take it home after the shoot, and they said, no, we sorry, Amelia, we got to, uh, We don't know what the Smithsonian is going to want yeah. from this. Yeah. Take the, joke, the Joker face or the <laughs> Green Goblin face. Yeah. They took the porn wall. Is Pornwall in this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the the tight white tea. Uh, how's it taste? Uh huh. They also took uh, Giancarlo's coin filled pockets. Yeah. They, and yeah, cigarette. Yeah. And the cigarette. Uh, he 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 steals coins and cigarettes. Yeah. Packs. Um. She the Laura Harrington's character who is what's her name? I wrote it down. Brett. I don't think you really know it. I don't think anybody calls her I Brett wouldn't. in this. I wouldn't want to know it. At one point, she's ripping a Hender shot, criticizing him, his callousness. Because I think he has, he, when the boy comes and asks where his dad is, uh, he's like, well, he's dead, kid. He got <laughs> killed by a sentient truck, you moron. <laughs> and he doesn't break it to the kid lightly, and everybody's like, oh, God. He there could have been an easier way Yeah, to I mean, this. they could have just handed him, like, some of the lyric sheets from Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> And so she she's mad and she says, she, I think she maybe punches him or something. She does something to him, and she goes, "Just a little lesson in manners from the road twitch." Yeah, she calls herself the road twitch. It's pretty rough. What is that? What she calls herself? No, yeah. be a, not a bad name for this movie. Road twitch. Road twitch. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, Springsteen had a song about it. Did he? Road twitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't think of the lyrics off the top of my head. No, I, don't, I wouldn't want to. <clears throat> All right, so um, 
kid's distraught over his dad's death. He's just inconsolable. No, he's not. They cut to the next scene. He's blowing bubbles in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's been two hours. Yeah. Well, and we we saw his dad. Uh, I mean, kid, poor kid. Anyway, people are having a tough time. They're trapped in there because the trucks are surrounding. They're the sort restaurant. of trapped. They're kind I mean, of. They're surrounding the restaurant. They're they're like maybe sharks swimming around a uh, a capsized boat. Yeah, trucks are or a bit or or a boat that's normal boat size. Fair enough. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> could be uh they're trapped in there and they the way that they deal with boredom and being trapped is they have people uh, taking naps on like you know in the booths yeah people fucking yeah and blowing bubbles yeah what would you do let's let's imagine ourselves what would you do if you're bored in the restaurant don't we have to get to that i'm just saying right now let's do it what would you do i'd probably be be uh Find the next hottest piece of ass in that place. <laughs> um, they could be. Who would that be? The waitress is dead. I'd be side. I better tell you what. I'd be side eyeing that jukebox. Yeah. Everybody's playing um, hits. They're playing songs in that jukebox. I'm like, guys, that jukebox is gonna go absolutely back on you. And it does. It yeah. blows up on them. Mm-hmm. But why would these idiots trust any machine? It's like they don't. Wouldn't you be like trying to like. <clears throat> Cut the wires and stuff. The, the the aliens are getting everywhere through these machines. You got nothing. I'm not concerned. All right. So at some point, the trucks need to fuel up. That's a that's a that's pretty bad. That's not a well thought out invasion. Here, let's just drive around until we run out of gas, and then neither help. And so it's it's a very strange like turn. It's towards the end of the movie. The trucks are running out of fuel, and they. Bring in a uh, an army, um, the like worst a, little army device. Cute, it's cute, but it's it's, it's like a, a mounted machine gun on a on little wheels. cute thing, and it rolls up and it and it shoots to death a couple of the characters, and and it says and in Morse code, which who who can translate? Somebody can. The kid, know, the kid knows he, Morse he code. Got a, he got a, a patch in the Boy Scouts. Yeah, and it says it says something like, uh, "If you don't come refuel us, we'll." We'll kill you, but we promise we won't kill you if, if you, you know, something like that's long. It's not that good. <clears throat> and so they have to go out and, 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 and fuel up the trucks. And the thing is, all the trucks, all the vehicles from miles around come to get, because they're thirsty. They're thirsty. And they have to work all day in the sun. Yeah. They, it's actually kind of a comedic montage mm-hmm. to some extent. And then Emilio gets all big and bad. Like tough, you know, he won't let him. He won't let it, you know, get in his. He stands in its way. Thinks he's a tough ass. Yeah. Well, he. There's a lot of like people flicking off trucks on this. Well, by the way, they're really concerned with how 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 tired Emilio is later on. Well, he well, he stumbles back in at the end of the day. He can't go on. It's like too hard for him to keep fueling. They're up. like really upset with how much how hard he's worked that day. It's not that big a deal. I mean, I know it's like it's probably let's say it's been like four. Let's say at the most it's been fourteen hours. I mean, that's daylight. They're in the day the whole time. They're taking shifts. Why is he? Why he's is, so tired. Why is he that tired? Because he's cummed a lot. <laughs> he's he hasn't dehy- he's dehydrated. I think he was faking it to get back into bed with uh, Laura Harrington's character. Yeah, maybe so. She's like, you look really sapped out there, but in the sack, you're She's like, crushing man. it. She's like, that's another 14 hours of stink on both of us. Let's get in the bed and really ruin it. Um, it's a smelly sex. I just don't want it. So, yeah, he goes back in 
Um, but then he gets the second win because he figures out how they can escape. Yeah. Well, simple. Yeah. The same way that they could have hours ago. Hand grenade to the machine gun truck, <laughs> and then they make a break for it. That was one of the best Springsteen songs I would have loved to have heard. That's, what was the hand grenade to the yeah. machine gun truck? No. Hand grenade to a Springsteen truck. <laughs> she got auburn hair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a, that's Clarence Clemens. Sound more like a horn, though. Um, I like one thing that uh, whenever they're deciding to fuel up the trucks, and I think this is probably one of the best moments in in any Stephen King uh, okay. book or otherwise. Um, Laura Harrington pleading with Amelia, "You can't do this." It's like Neville Chamberlain giving in to the Nazis. Unbelievable. <laughs> How are they getting away? How do they think they're going to get away with that one in this? I mean, that's. I mean, it is a good analogy. I was thinking it. Yeah. But I think you don't need to say it out loud. It's like Neville Chamberlain giving in to the Nazis. Auburn hair, yeah. <laughs> What do you think of Emilio's acting with the trucks in this? Some of his best work. Do you think so? Yeah. I I was thinking, because I started thinking back past this, because I was like, this guy's good. This is this feels natural to me. And I started thinking about his other work. I'm like, he's he's acted with vehicles before. Yeah. Been in vehicles. Yeah. And what was the Repo Man? Yeah. That's why. That's probably why he got cast in this. Spent a lot of time in a garbage truck and men at work as well. Um, that was later, right? Was yeah. it? But I'm just saying, like, do you think that's how he got cast? Is like, we need somebody that's worked with vehicles. We need somebody that's been around uh, weird vehicles. He's like, who's a weird vehicle actor? No, that's not. That's not at all what they said. They didn't say that. They said, who's Bruce Springsteen? That isn't Bruce Springsteen. What's the closest thing we got? <laughs> and then, then they somehow land on old Emilio. Yeah, can you imagine? He, there was a period of time. I mean. And let's be honest, Emilio's still working. He's still out there. Not that much, but He's yeah. directing I mean, films. He just directed The Public. The Public? Uh-huh. Is that a movie? Mm-hmm. As in the uh, Taking a Stand in the Library movie that came out last year that he wrote and directed. Well, he also directed The Way. I and saw he, that movie. And he did Parkland? Or what? some some JFK or RFK. Yeah, I don't know if it's called Parkland, but yeah. He did some movie like that. Where they're all in the fucking hospital. So you're trying to ask me to envision if Bruce Springsteen had been in this that he Bruce Springsteen would have been in every Emilio. No, Estevez no, no, no. What I'm afterwards? saying is, is Emilio. I, maybe that was a good choice by hiring Emilio because he's endured. Yeah, fair enough. It's not Emilio's fault. The film is what it is. No, he's a young guy in this. Yeah, that's what happens. Fresh faced. Yeah. I never bought his bravado though. His toughness. Why? Because he's five foot. Zero. <laughs> he's very short, right? A little bit he's, short. He plays a tough wrestler in Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. He's tough in this. He's Billy the Kid. He's yeah. always tough. And he's, he, it doesn't come off. You think he does protest too much, a little bit? Yeah. You don't think he's tough in real life? I've I met him in real life. You've met him? Uh-huh. Okay. I sold him a movie ticket. How? What? To, to, he went to see, when they were filming Free Jack, he came to my movie theater, and I sold him a movie ticket. Did you know that Bruce Springsteen made some songs for Free Jack? I did not. 
was it? I'm surprised Mick Jagger let him. Did Bruce, did Mick Jagger actually record any songs for Free Dog? Did he? No. That'd be awesome if he did. Remember Mick Jagger tried to be an actor for a while. He's in a bunch of movies. Yeah, he's great. He's great in movies. I love Mick Jagger. I like Mick Jagger too, but he's good in movies. Yeah. All right. Free Jack. Great. What's he doing? Free? Is he the villain? I think so. Yeah. So what did he go see? Million? I don't remember what he bought a ticket to. But did you talk to him? Yeah, a bit. Somebody else was with him. Somebody else from that movie it wasn't Mick Jagger. Was it Hopkins? Who else? I think, I, think the, I think Hopkins was the bad guy in that actually. One of his most memorable. <laughs> What's his? Was Emilio's character's name Jack? No. God, I love, I love, I love Charlie Sheen. What about Emilio? To be determined. Although <coughs> I think, I think I've seen almost everything he's directed. That is a confusing. That is confusing. What happened with those boys? Martin Sheen gave birth to Emilio and Charlie. Yeah, yeah Emilio Estevez. His real last name is Sheen. Charlie's his real last name is Estevez. Really? Yeah, Carlos Estevez is Charlie Sheen's name. Emilio Sheen is his real name. You, what? Yep. They, they, the, the, Emilio took the mom's name. Charlie took the dad's name. But why aren't they both just Sheen then? Well, Emilio was trying to not coast on his father's. Charlie couldn't coast. Even hard. though he looks exactly like his father does in Badlands. <laughs> right. Which is sort of like Maximum Overdrive. Malik almost did, did this. Did you? Did you buy? Um, Martin Sheen's bravado and stuff, kind of like kinda. It, like in Departed at the end. <laughs> All right, let's get back to whenever they're few, they're having the, the the toughest day of their life fueling those trucks, killing it, yeah. and it is hot out, and they're sweating it out, and one of the characters nicely relieves Brett, mm-hmm. uh, Laura or Harrington's uh, Laura Harrington and. She says to him, I hope they choke on it. Yeah. Choke on gas? Yeah. I don't think they're going to. <laughs> I got a newsflash. Yeah. I think it's going to make them the opposite of choke. Yeah. If you didn't give them gas, then they would die. Choke. Yeah. Giving them gas. Newsflash. Yeah. Good. Hope they choke on it, though. Plus, it's liquid. Yeah. Hard to, hard to choke. It sucks about that vibrator scene they cut out. <laughs> it does suck. Um, did you think Stephen King has a little bit of... Uh, think back to Sharky's Machine. Okay. Think back to Burt Reynolds directing Rachel Ward. Yep. I feel like King has a little bit of a fixation on Laura Harrington in this movie. A lot of shots in her in shorts. Yeah. From behind. Yeah. A lot of oh mama shots. You know what I'm saying? And she doesn't really deliver. She's cute. Yeah. Didn't really go on. She's a writer. She has a movie coming out this year. Oh my God. Mm hmm. The real one? Maximum Overdrive 2. <laughs> Laura's Revenge. She calls her. She decided to skip the brat. Okay. She call herself Laura. But no, she does. She has a movie coming out. Um, sure, it'll be great. Did you like when Charlie Sheen, or, sorry, Emilio Estevez delivers the biggest truth bomb at the end of the movie? What's that? He describes exactly what's happening, in case you didn't know. Okay. That's what this is. It's a, a broom. Use, uh, the machines are using 
or they're using machines to sweep us off the earth, basically. For seven days, and then everything's fine. No, no. Then what he's saying is that they, they've come to destroy the human race, and then the real aliens are going to come inhabit the planet. That's what they're. That's what the premise is. Yeah, King right. throws it in very late. Yeah. It doesn't happen. And then there's a little... The movie ends sort of abruptly. It does. No one's complaining. No. Uh, there's a cool little, like... Uh, piece of set dressing at the end there's a bus that has a plane sticking out of its roof like a plane crashed right at the top mm-hmm. of the bus it's like mm-hmm. looks like a pretty cool little you're easily amused you don't like that it's fine i like when the plane tries to attack the kid at one point or he sees the plane he has to hide from it yeah a little north by northwest yeah exactly it's exactly what they're yeah, referencing yeah. but at the end so they're all they've escaped they've gotten out of the They've stolen away from the truck stop. They've they've gotten out of there under the noses of those stupid machines, those idiots. Yeah, they're going to Haven. They're going to Haven, yeah. Which is, a, what, an island without any technology? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And uh, they stop by a... Uh, they take a rest by a drive-thru. The mm-hmm. Burger, Lean, Burger Lean's drive-thru. Yeah. It's the name of a restaurant. And the Burger Lean uh, drive-thru science starts talking shit. Yeah. Humans, humans here, humans here. And what happens? Nothing. Oh, that's not true. What happened? The little boy machine guns. He said, this is for my dad. Yeah. Machine guns to shine a sign apart. And then he gives the gun away because I don't want this. It's a little little uh, anti-gun statement from my boy. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And uh, <laughs> uh, they also call... I'm just kind of going through my notes sporadically here. They ca- the, the Laura Harrington's character's got a little... Uh, like a switchblade knife, a little like a razor. Yeah. She calls it Mother's Helper. Yeah. Or at least Emilio does. Somebody calls it Mother's yeah. Helper. Pretty dumb. As I meant. That's real dumb. <laughs> Is that because she's always hitchhiking, <laughs> always getting people trying to... I guess. She's just got to stab them. And Leanne Rippey almost makes it. <laughs> he almost... he almost Everybody almost survives. Everybody almost gets to ha- Haven. Yeah. But what happens? I don't... I don't he's fine. Leon Rippey, did you watch the film? Is he fine? It's not fine. Oh. He sees a dead woman, takes her ring, which means instant death. death. It means you're greedy, you're going to die. Yeah. And the Joker, uh, Green Goblin truck, his final victim is Leon Rippey. And they bazooka to get to death, and that's it. The end. So there, there are, there's horror, and then there's sadness, um, but there is nothing more horrific nor sad than the piece of trivia I read about this film. Okay. So if you mind, you, can I do a reading? I've been doing that the whole show. So no, you can. Okay, here's the saddest thing I've read in a long fucking time. And I read some sad shit. This is off IMDb? Yeah. About a year after the movie was released, the Green Goblin truck was taken to Silent Rick's Towing and Salvage in Wilmington, North Carolina. Silent Rick's, by the way. <laughs> the jaw, lower teeth, tongue, and tops of the ears were gone. But what was left was burnt severely. John Allison, who I'm going to venture to guess wrote this, of Wilmington, North Carolina, saw it there and purchased it. He later had to sell it. And Tim Shockey, who probably wrote this, of Piketon, Ohio, purchased it February 19, 1987. Tim displayed it in his video store, Uncle Jim's Video Land, in Waverly, Ohio, for several years till he sold the business. He moved it to his backyard for about 20 years. It was then moved into his garage, and he started restoring it in 2011. Tim spent two years, nights and weekends, restoring the head. March 16, 2013. 
Tim travels across the USA and Canada, taking it to horror and comic conventions. Do you think that it was necessary to put like the actual dates of this stuff all through throughout this? Saddest shit I've ever read in my life. Okay. Diary Man Frank don't hold a candle to this shit. That's a long way to go towards saying this guy has no fucking life. Well, I mean, I I thought it was a waste of time until Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about it. <laughs> Bought the Green Goblin truck off eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Auburn. Um, th- does that still... I think that guy has a website, by the way. I think it's still... He's still cruising around with that truck. The best thing is that there was a business called Silent Rick's Towing and Salvage. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Silent Rick? They should... You know, they make... You a- just call them for... I'd like to get a... I'd like to get uh, my car picked up. Uh-huh. Nothing on the other end of the line. Do you think that they they made like a documentary about the guy that owns? Is, the is anybody there? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. But do you think they they make documentaries out of everything? Yeah. There's got to be some kind of footage on this guy restoring the head. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, got you know got the riding around the Green Goblin. You know what would be awesome? Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about this. Shortest line at the Dragon Con. Don't eat ink in your autograph pen. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that he ever bought it? Like he bought it. And then he's in bed. And he's like starts to get a weird feeling and looks outside and it's just sitting there just sitting out there and he's like maybe I should he's like scared of it do you think he's yeah. scared of his purchase no he what he's scared about is that he's got 12 layers of security around it <laughs> uh, like I said like this is going to tie it back to the beginning Stephen King somehow managed through his coked haze and his non-character development to create a kind of iconic villain out of this film. In a weird way, it, 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 it is similar to Christine. Christine is a great uh, villain in the movie Christine, and still there's also a, a replica of that car. At least the, that car has been restored, and people have that. Mm-hmm. I think John Carpenter recently tweeted out about it. Plymouth Fury, right? Um, but this is a very mem- memorable, kind of iconic piece of this film that doesn't necessarily earn that it doesn't well it's sort of like Darth Maul exactly yeah that's a good point it's like it looks cool <laughs> looks cool let's do something with it eh looks cool yeah maybe do you think it, I guess it got you said it was uh, really damaged because did they really blow it up at the end because it, it does get blown up in the face yeah it's got the, gl- the glowing red eyes yeah how did this happen? I'd love to hear how they decided on that that look. Who came up with it? I'm happy it happened. Yeah. See, the, and the end result is a film that's not great, but it has it's kind of a fun. It's fun. It's fun kind curiosity. of fun. And and we have, watched we watched it on Amazon. Oh wait, stars, no, it's stars. stars. It's on yeah. stars. It's also available if you purchase it for like twenty dollars. Don't do that. It's on stars if you have stars. What would be a better name for this film? <clears throat> Because I was thinking about that. I was thinking maybe like Worst Invasion or Quantum of Overdrive. <laughs> um, Later he made his trucks. Eggs Overdrive Easy because of the cooking element. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Really the most overdrive possible? Yearly of the Comet? <laughs> Actually. <clears throat> there is... There, she does say, you said, you know, Lauren Harrington's character, Brett, says something about maximum. She does say the title in this. Yeah. And I think that they probably had to do that because it doesn't make that much sense. You're right. At all. Like, why would they... You're ever... correct. <laughs> what does she say? Did you? Did I write it down? Oh, that's what I was doing before every machine in the world went into maximum overdrive. Yep. She was talking about that's that she was floating aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the title's memorable. You know exactly what you're talking about. And I bet you there was a percentage of people that were terrified by the image of that Green Goblin truck and didn't see the movie because they were scared that there was going to be too much. You think so? Yep. Yeah. Lucky. You like it. Happy. I'm happy about it. I'm happy it's out there. So... Mm-hmm. How did you get in here? Hi. How did he get... Uh, you've been tasked with taking the world of maximum overdrive and turning it into some sort of a marketing opportunity. What do you oh. do? What do you do? It's so many opportunities. I know. I mean, you could... You could, really, you could really kill it. You could really kill it, and I think there's a lot of I think there's a lo- uh, enough love for this movie where you could actually turn a tidy profit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a, a greasy spoon slash gas station. Logical with, conclusion with what a honeymoon area where honeymoon you can, suite. Yeah, you can a little uh, cot where you can uh, get a little post or pre dinner nookie. Yeah, get some scram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get some scram with your scram. Yeah, get some road twist. Get some road twist. Twitch. Twitch, huh? <clears throat> Is that what you do? You open a greasy spoon? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could just release vending machines. I think my favorite is when the little coffee machine is spitting out little coffees. That was kind of cute. Coffee machine has a haywire. <laughs> By the way, that would have been a great name for this movie, is Haywire. It would, actually. Yeah. And then Haywire would have been... Called Maximum Overdrive. Steven Soderbergh's Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I'm trying to think what would be a good... They, you know, one thing I think you could do with it is have like a... You know how people go out and they'll do paintball? Uh, and that's a big corporate... Uh, team building exercise a lot of times that people like. I think you could do have like maybe a bunch of trucks, yeah, at like a at like a makeshift gas station, and then you you and your team of you know you, the, your corporate team that you need to bond with that you go out and refuel these trucks. That's team team building for eighteen hours. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, eighteen hour package, and then you you know you go out and you just. You fuel trucks for 18 hours. Yeah. I've got the saddest theme park in mind. Was it sadder than that? Yeah. It's called Haven. Okay. So you take a bunch of disparate people with different beliefs, different lives, different expectations, uh-huh. and you put them on an island with no technology where all they have is their personalities. That's it. Oh, my God. The horror movie. Imagine if they remade Maximum Overdrive today. Yeah. 
people's phones would go nuts. Sell. That's right. You're right. Sell. You think he thinks sells a riff on Maximum Overdrive? I think it's. I think he's had. It's like the Deus Ex Machina, man. Do you think he's scared of technology, Stephen King? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, he still writes. He, he used to write just in pencil or you know on in notepads. That's how he wrote his books. Yeah. But you know the fucking Deus Ex Machina, man. It's fucking. It's fucking. It's what it's about. Do you think? Do you like anyone who's ever used that in, in an actual sentence? Yes, of course. Of course. Trying to still try to think of a good money maker off this thing. I you have to go with what you came up with. It's not that good. It doesn't matter. If we if we only did good stuff on this show, it would be the shortest show. It is short, always. All right. So what's next then? So you're in this world. Thank you. Zoom in. Who, I am in this world. Who 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 are you in the world of Maximum Overdrive? What do you what 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 role do you take? Such a good question. Well, I, I guess I'd be, you know, I think one of the things they could have done is had a couple more beast side plots of other people getting attacked by machines. Mm-hmm. I could I could be uh, one of those people like that got attacked by. Um, maybe I work. I was at I was at a laundromat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And doing laundry. Mangler. No, but maybe my arm gets closed on by the dryer or something. Yeah. You know, and I go, what? What's hap- What's going on? And then like the coins come out of the coin dispenser and hit me in the knee or something. Yeah. I'll sort of like I could have been the guy that gets uh destroyed in the laundry laundry mat. Yeah. Laundry mat. What about you? See, part of me was thinking it wouldn't be cool if you're on life support. Mm-hmm. And then you're not. Right. That's like a really low low impact maximum overdrive. Right. But <laughs> but what I'm thinking of is I'm the assistant coach of that ball team. You don't see him. No, you don't. I'm what? the assistant coach. I think probably because they don't have it, that one. No, no. See, here's the truth. That that, <clears throat> that assistant coach was getting handy underneath the, 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 the bleachers. Yeah. During the, when all the shit hit the fan. Well, he comes out. I didn't say he was getting handy from, but he comes out. He sees fucking mayhem. Crazy. Coach is on the ground with Coke cans all over him. He's a flat a, kid. Yeah, flat kid. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Steamroller left. So you guess who's going into that kid's pocket to see what's, what he's got. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pilfering all those all those kids. I'm like, could have been a rich kid. Yeah. Um, I, here's a side ask for you, because we didn't pick machines. Who? What machine would you be in this situation? Which sentient machine would you? Oh, be? that's a good one. Yeah. So if you you picked the character, but let's let's say you had to be a machine. Mm-hmm. What what kind of uh, you know, what would you be? Because, you know, any, let's say you have to think of something that's not really featured in the film. I'm the game Simon. <laughs> Fair enough. Was that, yeah, the mean, one, what does it look like? Oh, Simon, the game, that, yeah. the four little And basically, colors. they could guess the patterns. They're still not getting it right. <laughs> Fuck you, says Simon. <laughs> that's what Simon says. <laughs> no, it was red, green, blue, red. No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> So you would you would hate the humans. I'm kick ass Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I would be I think like what what could it be what could it be a good one that they didn't do? Cuz they cuz they you know I said the the blender on skates. No, Bruce said that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would have been a good one to see in there. I, maybe I'd wear a, I'd be a um uh like a a go like a golf golf cart mm-hmm. with a top hat. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's how you knew things are fucking nuts and going crazy. Yeah, that was you, their follow-up in case they couldn't get the rights to use the Green Goblin. They have a golf cart with a, with a top hat. <laughs> Almost as terrifying. And so at the end of the movie where um, there's a line of vehicles waiting to get gassed up. Mm-hmm. The golf carts don't have gas. They right? have gas and electric golf carts. So, so he would be going to try to get gas, but he's slow. Like, yeah. See, it's me. Yeah. And so the whole thing is they keep cutting, and he's just puttering along. Far, yeah. And he's, like, doing Morse code with his, I hope, I hope they're still doing that when I get there. <laughs> hope they're still fueling up. Hope. Yep. Hope there's gas left, guys. Yep. That would be me. And he, all he does is, he, he, all this <laughs> Morse code is in, it's golf puns. This is par for the course. You know? Um, and Hope then, there isn't a hole in one of them gas lines. <laughs> and then I get so close to the line, I'd see it, and my top head would fall off, and i explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're on an island. Probably Haven in this case. Yeah, well, of course. You've got a totem. Mm-hmm. you got to take something from the film. Yeah, something huge. The Widow Scraper is an option, whatever they call it. Knife. I forgot what you said it was called. Mother's Finest. Mother something. Uh, Mother's... Invention. Mother Touch. Mother Jones. Mother's Helper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be... Man, there's so many great things to take from this movie. I know. There really is. I'd take the uh, case... The, that's one thing I would because to remember the film I think I'd take the defining image you said we're not doing images but what case the prop the, the salesman's case the bible salesman's case it says holy bible on it it's like a brown case and then the truck after kills after rams him rams him it runs over that case so I'd have I'd just take the dented case wow because who knows what's in there he's a dick like he is a he's a charlatan yeah so who knows what's in that case? It's almost like one of those... Uh, it's, like, it's like Pulp Fiction. You could open it up and there could be money in it. It could be yeah. candy. Yeah. could be... I mean... Pictures. Oh. I don't know. When you Wiki say I mean... Download it from WikiFeed? No one knows. It's pre-WikiFeed. Oh. Um, this is a pre-WikiFeed movie? Yeah, it's yeah, one of the big ones. <clears throat> Either that or I take the the recordings of the Springsteen songs. Yes. Yeah, can I take those? What would you take? Does Emilio use an apron when he's cooking? He's got to, right? I mean, he has to have the look. Yeah, that's an option. Although, it might mess up his... You know what I've got? This is, like, really kind of cute. I've got a little collection of papers in my uh, study mm-hmm. on the island, including a little time card with a little star at the top. Oh. Yeah. And with the, with the Would you take the one that said... There's a pun on there. Did you notice that? I did not. So there's... Did I write it down? So they have these time cards that people, you know, clock you know, clock in and out, time in and out. And uh, Emilio's cards in there. And if they have stars, that means that you're... A felon. A felon. Um, cool. I, I thought I wrote it down. It, it has like a little... One of the names is like a little bit of a pun. Uh, I didn't write it down. Darn it. By the way... Who made poo? Who? The guy in the next stall. Stephen King. The uh, where does this lie? Where does this lie in the pantheon of Stephen King films? 
I mean, he's had some worse than this for sure. Yeah, he did not. He direct. He's the only one he's directed, but it's not his worst film. By far, it's not his worst film. Um, I mean, you got to put it in the middle, I guess. Middle it's towards not, the. It's not top tier. No, <laughs> no. No matter how you spell tier. <laughs> um, I don't know. Where would you put it? <clears throat> First, no. Um, it's in the ass end, probably, but not. There's you can't count those like direct to video dog shits, mm. but I think it's. I'll take this over Lawnmower Man every day of the week. I'll take it over Corn. Where would you put? Yeah, where would you put it? The villain in then? Where, I don't. I don't think the like villains. that. I don't think like that. It's not who I am. I don't. I don't just take villains and put them in places. I'm not talking about the Green Goblin truck. Oh, I'm talking about Rhea M. <laughs> Yeah. 